powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Hello, everyone. I'm Kaya May, and welcome to Game Over Vancouver. The Vancouver Canucks just lost 6-5 in overtime to Jacob Vrana and the St. Louis Blues? Jacob Vrana's a St. Louis Blue. Anyway, before we get into talking about that, uh, I have a little message from Sports Interaction. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness. Exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario. Use the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen. Or head to sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, I am being joined by a friend of the show. You all know him. You all love him. Hello, Lachlan. How are you? Kaya, um, it has been one interesting, interesting evening watching the Canucks because, you know, they, they, they can't seem to sa- uh, satisfy anybody at this point. They can't seem to satisfy Rick Talkett. Um... The refs, apparently, um, and especially the fans. We are going uh, to get yeah. into the whole anti-tank movement that the Vancouver Canucks are kind of on. But before we get into that, let's go through the game. Uh, it was bookended, kind of, by Quinn Hughes' goals for the Canucks. Uh, well, bookended by Quinn Hughes in the sense also in overtime that he was not there when um, Verona scored. And potentially... His uh, skate blade is to blame for the fact that we got one point. I mean, uh, you know, MVP MVP of the game clearly goes to that skate blade <laughs> um, because, man, it, it it's like the biggest thing that I've been talking about, like over the last few weeks and everything is like forgetting even forgetting all of the like tank stuff, the playoff stuff, watching Quinn Hughes play. 28 minutes tonight he played nearly 30 minutes so almost half the hockey game basically half the hockey game it is so alarming to me on so many levels because i fully remember what happened last year when bruce boudreau overplayed thatcher demko into the ground and injured him in the last like week and a half of the season and then he started out of the gate slow and it torpedoed this year. So like whenever they're talking about like, you know, this pl- that what we do here uh, plays into next season. I'm like, yeah, if you injure Quinn Hughes and like severely in the last half of the season from fatigue and he misses the first like month of the f- month or two of the of next season. Yeah, you're right. That will bleed into next year. So I just I don't understand the thought process and the thought logic and the logic going into those moves right now. Yeah, I mean, it's good kind of that we got Hironek to kind of take the, I mean, also he's a right defenseman, but taking kind of some pressure off of Quinn Hughes for uh, minutes, I guess, as more as a more, I don't want to say elite defenseman capability, because that's what Quinn Hughes is, but I haven't seen enough. A more we- capable defenseman. Capable, maybe. yeah. Better than um, we put on Myers in overtime, which is still, like, the worst decision I think you could make. He was helpful on the second Kuzmenko goal. Don't get me wrong. True. But very, very true. Very helpful. Forward. Everyone is <laughs> everyone, Tage Thompson. Just reincarnate, or Tage Thompson well- is reincarnate of Tyler Myers. Yeah. I mean, I've I've said before that I think like my one of my one of my like long term like um, like um, theories is that uh, 
Tyler Myers wanted to. Be, I've always said that, like Tyler Myers has the energy of uh, 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 when he was a kid, he wanted to be a forward. But some coach was like, oh. no, you're too tall. You're too tall. So you're going to be a defenseman instead with like, that's always the vibe I've gotten from Tyler Myers is somebody who wanted to be a, a, a forward when he was younger, but was told he was too tall to be essentially like the the polar opposite of, oh, you can't be a defenseman. You're too short. Right. That makes me sad now. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but it's also like one of those things that like nowadays you don't see as much like yeah. the like like because that has been a thing for a long time. Like people I think I've said before, like and as an example, like I think like people have said like Mitch Marner should have been a defenseman. It, it would have been a great defenseman if he had been He's let played to be. defense a couple times, I think. The, yeah. The season. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there are and there are a bunch of other players, too, that are like that as well, like in the league. But just because like, you know, older generation of coaches based a lot of their where of what position you were based on how tall or how big you were so yeah yes exactly daryl sutter uh and tyler myers definitely to me is one of those guys i'm like you definitely wanted to be like wanted to be a winger in when you were playing like uh when you were playing like 12 and under didn't you like poor time i I would say poor i was gonna say poor little time i but i guess he still wouldn't be a little then but, yeah like he'd be a he's, kid but he'd be like a kid height. that's he'd be like, he's, a, like f- he's will ferrell and elf like just <laughs> like just clearly like 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 double the size of everybody else's his head was always sticking out of every picture like oh class picture gosh. yes that well, was tyler Mike. yeah that was the uh, i don't remember what goal it was on but there was one goal where they scored and myers got an assist or something i don't remember whose goal it was but his head was cut off like in yeah. the frame, his head was cut off. I think. Oh, that was uh, Garland's goal. Because Gar- okay, Garland's well, that, the shortest that one. That makes sense. That makes sense then why he was cut off. Um, yeah. You know, height difference. Um, you're speaking. Let's go back to Quinn Hughes. You know, the guy who might might be injured soon. Um, hopefully not. Hopefully not. But the way this season is going for the Canucks, you can never expect anything that's going on. Yeah. Except for, I, I mean- guess, Boudreaux getting fired. Yeah, I, you in a way you almost like it's it's almost it's almost a mixture of both like you the what you can expect is the unexpected kind of right like this is a t- like again like the the thing with Hugh with Hughes and everything is that they're at a point in the season right now where regardless of how you feel about what direction the team should be going at this point there is there is literally nothing to benefit to gain from playing Quinn Hughes this much really besides like upping their point to their personal point totals mm-hmm. because at the end of the day right now especially considering the language that Tocket was using when he got hired they were supposed to be using this time to like give some of the guys who aren't necessarily named Quinn Hughes a chance to kind mm-hmm. of like play in some bigger opportunities and yeah. take on some bigger responsibilities and they very clearly not been doing that by when they're playing one guy 28 minutes a night in a game that again does not they're not going to make the playoffs they're not even they're nowhere close I think they're still 11 points out of from like the second wild card there's no there's no way they're getting there it's it and so there's no benefit to really to playing guys into the ground this way because it, when it comes to next season, are you going to do that? The I must. I'm hoping not. I'm hoping they're not going to. Pl- they're not planning to play Quinn Hughes 28 minutes a night 
for 80 for an entire 82 game regular season because he won't make it through that long. Uh, and I just again, that's the thing that bothers me the most. And that goes as well for like Miller and Patterson, who are all playing fantastic hockey. And it's hard to like deny them ice time per se. But I'm always just like, oh, but like there is there you're risking so much of their health long term. If by doing this, you really should just scale it back just a little bit and give some of the younger guys a chance to like step up. Yeah, especially like what you said about Miller and Pedersen. When I think about long time for Miller and Pedersen, Miller is here for a long time. We signed him to a long-term deal, so are you're jeopardizing the rest of that contract by overplaying him now? Uh, we are still we are still eleven points out um, of a playoff spot. We're tied with St. Louis for points right now. We have the exact same record. Yeah, like thirty-four, thirty-four, six. With 74 oh, games played. Is it really? It's, it is exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same. That's uh, we have the exact incredible. same girl, goals for as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Or no, goals and against, I, goals against. I thankful, can't read. Yeah. Now, thankfully, the Blues have us beat in regulation wins. So they yes. have 25, Canucks have 22. So they win the tiebreaker if you want to look on the bright side here. The Canucks are now bottom five in the West, which is a good thing. Yes, um, we're yeah. 24th in 24th. the league. You can get, they they can't, they, I don't, I think it is mathematically impossible that they can get to the, to the bottom, but yeah, they, no, like San Jose and Columbus are too bad, but yeah, they're, 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 they're incredibly good at being bad. It's, it's, it's something to behold, Um, but you can get you can get past one of the, a few of these guys. You can you totally can. You Detroit just won seven four tonight. Detroit exactly. Detroit won without like, their can, coach. Without their coach for half the game. That's right yeah. off of that bogus goalie interference penalty <sighs> or wave. Like that was like that the was call so... that should not have been a goal. Like uh, I would feel bad if the pit if the Penguins didn't make the playoffs this year because you know like. The history of Crosby and Malkin and Latang and all that. But at the same time, that should not have been a goal. And they still lost the game anyway. So Yeah, it it should not have been a goal. I mean, I'll say I I'll say I kind of am interested in the idea of what happens when the Penguins miss the playoffs just to see yeah. what would happen in the offseason from that. They rehired Jim uh, Rutherford. They yeah, they they take him back. <laughs> Uno reverse card. Um <laughs> Because I mean, like Ron Hextall hasn't done anything for that team. Oh, um, no. and, and, yeah, there's just like, yeah, the, the the Canucks have there is a window where they can at least get far enough down into like the Montreal, the Montreal, Arizona era area like they're which is which would be huge for them. And that's like literally the biggest the worst thing that, that the Canucks could do right now is fall out of that top 11. And into a spot where they have no shot at Bedard because, like, how does that benefit you in any way as a as a franchise, as an organization to miss the playoffs entirely, at like like to a point where it's not even close, and and then also screw yourself out of the bet the best pick in the draft? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, um, I mean, Philadelphia is on a four game win streak, and they're four games behind us, or four games they're. Uh, they have a game in hand and they're four points behind us. So it, it, believe you just got, we just got to believe there there's, there's, there's room there. I think they're playing 
Calgary on they're playing Calgary on Friday. I think they play Calgary twice at in the last like week or so. And I think they play Arizona crucially a couple times who they already beat, beat them. Canadians today, yeah, three two. Yeah, ex- yeah, the the Flyers, yeah. yeah. Um and then yeah, with uh yeah, they play the they play Arizona at least one more time. Like there's some real there's some real um uh there's some real there's some real like ground to be made back up here if you're lucky. You just gotta you just gotta kind of put yourself in the right spot here. I think Calgary is beating Vegas right now. Uh, or at least they're in a close game with Vegas right now. Really? So yeah, yeah, they are they are leading two to one after the second period. So that okay. the, the or sorry, LA, not Vegas, my bad. Um, oh, right, yeah. um but yeah, like the, there's there's a window there. There there you just gotta you just gotta believe and also believe in the coach to not play Quinn Hughes 28 minutes a night. Oh. Rick, please just listen to somebody. He's not going to listen to me because I'm a woman, but... Um... Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know Rick talking on that level, but... Oh, God. Sorry. It's not... Yeah, it's okay. Don't, wor- don't, don't worry about it at I, all. I just... It's old hockey man, just... It is... It's a legitimate... It's a legitimate <laughs> expectation, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, this sport is terrible. Anyway, but en- but enough about the pride the pride night fiascos. Uh, oh my gosh, it's yeah. They still haven't released anything yet. Yeah, I yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think uh, not to like again not to take us completely off topic, but like I do believe a so, a uh, a a musician has said that they are going to be there as yes. part of yeah, the pride night festivity. That. So there is some confirmation they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks just lost four one. Blackhawks just lost four to one. I mean, against Dallas, yeah, that was that was about a given. I again, I think. Yeah, but Canucks how do we keep beating Dallas? Like that's the one team that no matter what happens, we've won six in a row against so, them. It, it's so it's really interesting. I I've always kind of jo- like half jokingly, I've always said that like hockey is almost like rock paper scissors at points, where like <laughs> there can be a team that on paper should not beat you should not lose beat in any way, shape, or form, but no matter what, you just happen to be the the like the paper to their rock for some reason Mm -hmm. Uh, like and for a long time that was like that was the Canucks with the Blues when they were like in there when they won the cup like I and at the time Dallas was the other was the opposite where no matter what they did Dallas just kept beating the Canucks over and over again and like there was the point where it came down to the Canucks were either going to play St. Louis or Dallas in that like the bubble. And I was like, mm-hmm. you want the blues. They can beat the blues. They can't beat Dallas for no good reason. And Dallas uh, ended up going to the finals that year too. So exactly. So yeah, they, they lucked out getting St. Louis. That was the right, that was the, that was that at the time the Canucks uh, were the paper to the blues rock and it worked. Um, but yeah, like that's the Canucks right now with Dallas. Like for some reason, I mean, to be fair, they're also keep playing the backup goaltender rather than Jake Ottinger, who is basically all the stars have really when you look when you get yeah. right down to it. It's Jason Robertson, it's Jake Ottinger, and that's it. I mean, Ben's I mean, had a decent season. Like they've had oh, don't like don't get me wrong, they've had some like good they've had some really good per- performances from players. It like wrote Rupa Hints for sure. Mara but Heisman. like but like watch yeah exactly but like watching them play the Canucks and like how completely like like they just they didn't even look like they stood a chance against Vancouver and it's like without Jake Ottinger and Nett and I was just like is this a playoff team is this really like is this really your best team this like- is the team uh oh wait no never mind they're 
They, they were they were, they were first. The they were while. first, and I now mean, they're. I mean, they could very well get there, but they're true. Three points behind Minnesota for first, and they're also behind Colorado. So a, a Pete DeBoer team being underwhelming. I'm shocked. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just watch they miss the playoffs completely overall. Um, I, 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 yeah, they, I mean, uh, I mean, the West is wonky. It could, it, it's not entirely out of the question. Yeah. It, the West makes absolutely no sense and I kind of love it and also kind of hate it. Um, For sure. in this game specifically against the blues, there were a lot of bad turnovers. Did you notice that? Yeah. I mean, everybody, uh, the Canucks as a group looked pretty sluggish for the most part of that game. Like, I don't mm -hmm. think like uh, it's hard to pin out, pick out like a player that looked particularly good up until the end there when you had Quinn Hughes kind of like taking over again off of all the ice time he was getting. And then Elias Pettersson setting up Andre Kuzmenko for that gorgeous, gorgeous goal like that in itself was fun. Like that was an awesome like setup to watch. Uh, and it, uh, especially made funny by watching Jordan Bennington just absolutely give up on the shot, which he does all the time. I've never seen anything like it. He is terrible when it comes to like second chance shots. He just gives up immediately. It is so it is so pathetic. Um, but like that is uh, but like that's the Canucks like they've really like they have the they have this magic ability right now where they can have a terrible night like they looked like the Canucks from the beginning of the season for the majority of that game. Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, they're like, okay, I guess we have to kind of put together a, a, a late, a late rally here. And they did it to their credit. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's an, it's a very interesting team on that level. Like there was, again, like it was hard to pick out anybody other than those guys who looked particularly good. And again, that took long time to get to that point for both those teams. Yeah, um, the Vancouver Canucks are a story that just keeps going when you want it to stop. It's like, I'm trying to think of a really long book, like Harry Potter and uh, the Deathly Hallows. Uh, the Wheel of Time uh, is a book series I know my mom has read that's like, it, like every book is like 2,000 pages. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's what in, it's, it's. It's insane. And there's like, uh, it, it was so long. Uh, oh no, I'm taking everyone on book corner. Uh, the wheel of time series took so long that the original author died before finishing the series. So they had to get another author to finish a, like the last three books. Yeah. Yeah. I know who this is. I know what series this is. Yeah. It's, it's a, a fantasy. I, yeah. It's a fantasy. Yeah. It's a fantasy. It's a fantasy series. I've never read it because I, as much as I like reading, I sorry, no, I'm not reading too. Yeah. I'm not reading that level of a uh, book. That book, that sounds way too long. I've seen uh, the for... books. They're like super, super thick. So yeah, they are. They are. My, my mom used to like listen to them on audiobooks, and they would be like, and they would be like days worth of oh. like, they would take days to like, to finish in like, like in terms of like the actual amount of, recording like and somebody had to sit in the booth and narrate that whole book, which is insane I, I mean i hope they got the bag but um oh i'm sure they did yeah no and like another series that just keeps on like do you know what the after series is i i do not okay so it was basically harry styles fan fiction that got turned into an oh, actual no. book series and now there's five movies and they're all terrible they're all on netflix so 
go go uh, make your own judgments. I saw the fourth one in theaters, and it was the best experience you, of my life. You saw the fourth one in theaters? Okay, you it was when Cineplex, Cineplex had, like, $3 movie tickets last summer. You paid $3? I paid $3 to watch it, and I have no regrets. I have no that. regrets. It was so funny, because it was me and my friend, and there were, like, two girls that were in front of us that were around the same age as us, and we were all just, like, making fun of the movie, but down the row, there was, like, an older woman with like her husband i guess i don't know why she would bring him but they're sitting there and like they kept glaring at us like um like they're ruining my day at the legitimate theater legitimate (laughs) theater this is a wattpad fan fiction anyway that's honestly that is true though like they're like uh there are movies that are so bad they're amazing because you just like dump on them for the entire time you're watching like that's that i can't argue with that logic that's that's sound logic um Back to the Canucks Back from Harry Canucks. Styles fan fiction. Um, yeah, but Canucks. People say the NHL is scripted. If the NHL was scripted, why are the Vancouver Canucks here? Um, they're doing everything completely against the books. Um, oh, but that makes the most sense of all. There has to be one. There has to be one character that's scripted. That's compl- that makes that does the absolute worst thing they could possibly do for themselves at every single point in time, right? Okay, like then, then how is that not the Philadelphia Flyers? Let I need to remind you, their coach is John Tortorella. Um, Travis Konechny plays for them, and their uh, mascot is like a certified war criminal in canon, I think. So, like. I think well that's the that's the thing gritty gives that gritty is a a protagonist you have to give him you have to give him the ability to like make the playoffs at some point yeah I want I want gritty I want gritty in the playoffs but I don't want the Philadelphia Flyers Flyers in the playoffs that's fair that's a fair that's a fair gripe that's yeah I just I don't like Philly but I do love gritty like that's my that's my balance Outside of Gritty, honestly, I the Flyers are one of those teams that I just don't have any sort of like real opinion on. Like I'm just like <laughs> they're a team. I I, I their they have no are impact. Orange. On, their jerseys are orange, and I I I don't care. Like they like the, <laughs> like they just they don't impact the Canucks in any way, shape, or form. Fair. Like I just think they're annoying, and I don't like John Tortorella. So, that's true that's yeah. that's fair that's a fair that's a fair gripe for yeah, sure just, just gives me flashbacks to 2014 heritage classic oh god and i'm, and I'm 11 thing. again yeah there you uh, go god 11 god i was uh, like yeah. how old was i i think i was uh searching through searching through my memory banks for how old i would have been in 2014 that i would have been 17 6 16 16 16 16 yeah just a terrible time just a terrible time to exist yeah for 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 the the teenager reasons and for the hockey reasons oh yeah definitely um it's certainly been really fun because i grew up with like the sedians being good and the canucks being really good um and then ever since i gained you know being a preteen everything has been terrible Oh my, yeah that isn't that the best don't you just love when you're by the time you're cognizant of like like the actual like amount of work and time it takes to like win at the at the nhl level that's when your team turns to absolute garbage and there's nothing you can do about it once once you're allowed to stay up to watch the entire game when it's not the playoffs because i remember when the canucks got to the playoffs i was always so excited because that meant i could stay up and watch the game until like 10 
That's 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 so oh my god, that was that was me during the the first Luongo year was like uh was my like one of my last years where like my mom wouldn't let me stay up for the whole game because it was like the game again or like they were going to, but like there that was the Luongo's first playoff game was the one that went to quadruple overtime at like 1 30 in oh, the morning. Yes. And I think they sent me to bed after like OT three. They're like, okay, now you got to go to bed. And then they watch the rest of the game without me. Oh um, but like, yeah, that's God. That's that takes me back. Hockey, hockey, being a hockey fan was, was much simpler. It was, it was a much simpler time. It's much simpler when you don't think of anything. Um, and then when you're uh, watching this team now and you're like, Oh, we have how many shorthanded goals and we had 18 straight penalty kills and we're still last in the league. Like we broke yeah. the streak. Uh, yeah. Thanks to Robert Thomas. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's got, it's, it's really, it does. It, it is such a, like a hard 180 to like go from being just like a normal fan watching the games and like enjoying them for what they are to like doing like media stuff and going like being, there's like that small party. That's that part of your head. That's like, they're they're gonna they're gonna win someday. I just know it. But then there's the larger part of your your brain that's like you're probably not gonna see them win anything ever. <laughs> like... Yeah, because I feel like with all these teams that have so many cups, you have to bring it into perspective of like there were six teams in the league and you had to win like eight games literally to get the Stanley Cup, and like there's other stories of like, the dynasties of the 1980s and the 90s and, like, even up till the early 2000s. Now there's 32 teams in this league. It's really hard to get from 32 to 1. So, especially when you're the Vancouver Canucks and just not good. <laughs> and you do everything in your power to to limit your chance at winning as possible. Yes. I, uh, I... This team is, it's just a sigh. It's a heavy sigh is what I get from this game. I thought it was going to be a complete blowout. I was like, okay, here we go. Another 5-2 game and then Besser scores late in the second. And I'm like, okay, maybe we can bring this back. And then I really, I thought it was going to end at 5-4 uh, again. To be I thought completely so. honest. I thought so too. But again, as soon as the empty netter didn't go through, uh, like their, their uh, the Blues empty net chance didn't go through, I was... I was pretty much in the sense of, okay, this is, there's only one way this ends. And that's by tying the game and going to OT there. There was no other option by that point. Yeah. Like there's going to be an overtime period and whatever happens, the Canucks get a point and go higher up in the standings, which a lot of people don't like. Um, but you know, can't help that. Uh, just as we hit this sort of midpoint, like, subscribe down to stpn you can find me at real kaime on twitter you can find lachlan at lock in the crease on twitter and yeah i have to bring up an issue i have with the st louis blues okay they still have an organ in their arena that's an issue for you it's an issue for me i can understand it i can deal with it when it's like you know silence in between or or if there's a if there's a goal review you have to like make time just not just make it not sound completely dead in the arena i get it but when you're after your team scores there's a goal horn and then it's the organ and then it's a goal song 
Like, is that your order of operations? That makes no sense to me. Well, well, they are the blues. You have okay. to have some sort of you got to have some sort of uh, of musical accompaniment within the building that isn't just, you, you know, the um, the music tracks playing. I mean, yeah, but could you do it? Not like it's it feels like you're diminishing the hype a little bit after a goal because you get the loud goal horn and then just like do 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 and then and then it's the goal song that it, does that not is, add up to me. Now that is where the Saints go marching in, and they've had it since like the fi- like I think they started in the NHL. So you got to give them some credit on terms of like the Fair longevity enough. aspect. Um, but also I. I gotta say, I miss the Oregon at Canucks game so much. Really? I it's such a yeah it it it's obviously it kind of is more of a baseball thing, really. Yeah, when that's, you, that's but, my gripe with it. Yeah, but I think it's synonymous with hockey at this point. I don't. I think almost every. I think every other NHL arena has some form of an Oregon at uh, one way or another. The Canucks just got rid of theirs, and honestly, I think. Honestly, I think the vibe is not as good without the organ. I, I I miss it all the time. Like I'm always thinking when I, especially when I see other teams using them, I'm I'm just thinking to myself, God, I I wish the Canucks still had Mike Kenny playing playing organ music because it it worked. It was great. I miss that. I, I think it. I think it. I think it, it was character. a. It it does. It adds character, and especially because every team's organ doesn't sound exactly the same. Like I think it adds to very much a unique vibe and i i and i miss that i don't think it's as good when they're just like playing a guitar riff like soundboard uh after the goal announcements and stuff yeah it's uh like i get it they need to keep their uh their brand together but the separation i just don't love it i just don't love it um i understand the organ to a bit to a fault i think the oilers have like a marching band thing in their That's arena, right. which I think is super cool. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that recently where I was saying to them how cool it is that they kind of went for the uh, the the college sports vibe in mm-hmm. the building, which, which is uh, super different, which is a, a really good way of kind of trying to separate yourself from, say, someone like Vegas who does like a big whole production for their for their games, uh, but still having your own and but still doing something big that's its own separate thing. I, I think that idea is super genius. It's just about finding your own niche, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, they take one trip to Mullet Arena and they're like, okay, let's just let's just do what they're doing there. Do they have a do they have a college band? Um, I actually don't know. I was just making a joke about them the fact that oh, they enough. play in a college arena. Um That's true, that's true. <laughs> and yet still the Canucks are the embarrassment of the league. What a it, it they they really worked for it. I'll I'll give them that. They it's it's been a uh, race. It might be a a race for Bedard, but I think it's truly a race for which team can just get more embarrassing. I think Arizona a has a mid off. Yes, uh, Arizona kind of has a leg up at the moment. Um, with their uh, uh minority owner. Oh yeah, that arrested. that that whole that that fun story um yeah i mean i mean if anything hopefully this ends up meaning that he has to sell i mean i think i imagine that's how it's gonna go i don't think he'll be in charge he'll have any sort of 
say in the Coyotes for long. I think he, because he was um, suspended indefinitely, I think he has like 5% stake in the Coyotes anyway, so it's It's, not like it's... It's super small. It's super small. It's probably like $5 considering how much they spend. Um, Sorry. I keep dunking on the Coyotes. They're not even involved here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're just we're just needlessly dunking on another team. <laughs> Might as well like we have no uh nothing to look forward to considering they're playing all their best players into the ground. I mean, there is the the one the one thing I am looking forward to, I'll say just to just to bring it to a more positive side of things is uh, I do want to see Pedersen get to 100 points. That yes. would be really cool. Yes. That would be awesome. That is the one thing I'm 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 hoping to see. That yeah, that is definitely one thing that will be. People are looking forward to that. Um, what is he at currently? Because he got two points tonight. Two um, or three. He's he's close. I think he's. Uh, I'll 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 look at I'll look it into it. But uh, I mean he's. I mean there. I think it's more than within reach for him, uh, without having to go too nuts. Ninety three. Yeah, he's at ninety three. There you go. We found it at the same time. <laughs> uh yeah it's total it is well within his reach to get there yes um he is he's gonna get there just give him a few more give him a couple more games um yeah quinn hughes constantly uh actually this might not even be updated because he might be because it still shows quinn hughes is having 69 points which he got up to 71 tonight so yeah. Oh, yeah. That might be. Oh, yeah. You're right. It might be updated for. It'll probably be updated from there. So he'll be even closer. Um. Uh, yeah. You're right. Because uh, Brock is at fifty as well. Oh, Brock's at fifty. Yay. Brock at, Brock at fifty points. Yeah. Good for him. Love yeah, Brock. He's Besser. had a. He's he's had a great season for the most part. Honestly. Yeah. Just hasn't the score. The goal scoring hasn't come for him, but the the assist and the playmaking has been. Uh incredible he's looked way better on that front he's uh kind of diversified his play a little bit whereas people knew him before as like more scoring goals and stuff like that and like you know brock Besser's shot all that like the vintage best whenever he scores a goal when he's like down on his knee um but now i think yeah the assists are coming to him good for him good for him yeah yeah he he deserved to have a good year a good year on that front after you know, all the arrows he took early on. Yes, especially. Uh, it's good to see him. Hopefully, hopefully he's still around next season, considering they, there's always trade rumors about this guy every single year. It, 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 it That's kind of what comes with the territory of being the, like, the fourth best forward on the team or something, like, in that yeah. area, or, like, generally, or, like, the fourth best player, I should say, on the team. Because there's all, like, there's always someone on every team that they have to uh, be willing to part with if a better piece becomes available. Like, for example, for Boston, that was Jake DeBrusque for years. It was just every year, oh, they're going to trade Jake DeBrusque this time? Nope. <laughs> and then they just never did it. So He's still there. He's still there, exactly. They just never did it. So every team has that one player that is on a not-too-crazy-a-contract, is not a complete um will do will not trade player um that has to be essentially made available in case you get someone amazing someone amazing gets offered to you yeah that was like um, chris Kreider for the longest time too 
That's right. That was Chris Kreider. Exactly. They're every every team's got one. Every yeah. team has one. Um, yeah. It just so happens to be it just so happens to be a guy who unfortunately has, you know, over t- a few times has just not played up to the level that people expect or like we're hoping from him, at least scoring wise. And that has, you know, affected, you know, how much his value is, even though he's a very good player. And I, I, I always feel with him that he's going to hit a point where he'll um, where he'll where he'll hit that like that next level. And it kind of looks like he has this year to a degree, really. Yeah, he's definitely looked better um, this season. Obviously, there's been r- some rough points, but there's been some rough points for arguably every player on the roster, except for maybe Elias Pettersson this year. Um, yeah. Considering Miller early on until Tockett shows up. Or I... Oh yeah, Tockett was there before Bo got traded, so we're good there. Yep. We're good there. My brain's not losing it. It does feel like a weird um, sub-area where they. I think they lined up... I think Horvat and Tockett were paired up technically for, what, three games and that's it? Yeah, because uh, Tockett got hired on the 22nd of January. And then Bo was traded on the 30th of January. Yeah, 31st? right before the right before the All Star. Yeah, All-Star it was game. right before the All Star game because then he showed up wearing they the, just the couldn't colors. Wait. They couldn't. They wait. just couldn't wait. Couldn't wait uh, to to get a protected first that they trade anyway, and Anthony that they trade anyway. Um. Yeah. The yeah. I'm I I I'm I'm not I'm not ready to get angry about the the protected first yet again already. Like I God. mean. Would it have really mattered considering the Islanders are in a playoff spot? Like, it would have been a low first, but still, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. It it, it would have been, okay. It would have been nice at the very least to wait until the offseason to make that move. Uh, Like, that's that's been my biggest gripe with the Heronic deal is not so much that they made it all together. It's more about the timing. There fair just enough, wasn't a good reason for them to be buying a top four defenseman with 20 games left in the regular season when you are absolutely nowhere, no, have no shot at making the playoffs. And he's it like is, injured that, too. So you have to like injured, wait forever. And at, and at the trade deadline, the price for players is always going to be at its highest point. If you wait until the off season, the prices are going to go always go way down because you you know there's no there's no time limit or there's no time crunch to getting a guy onto your roster by a noon deadline or something, right? Yeah. So there's a very good chance that they probably could have made that heroic deal in the off season and gotten it done for cheaper uh, than a first than a first round than a first a protected first or at the very least if they did still have to trade the first the protected first they would know exactly what it was going to be before trading it because you didn't know at that time you didn't and- yeah at that point I think when they traded it the Islanders were still in the lower part of the wild card so they thought the Islanders were going to keep their pick I think is what the consensus yeah. was and then the Islanders so- skyrocket after the trade deadline. Yeah, something along those lines where and and, or at the very least trading your own second, which you have complete control over where Mm -hmm. that goes. And it's just a matter of there's yeah, it's just a matter of even if, you know, with Heronic in particular, it's it's a case of I think he's going to play. I think he'll end up playing if he plays for the rest of the season in Vancouver, he'll end up with 12 games as a Canuck, I think is the is the the number he'll he'll end up at, Uh, which again was that. Is that like is that worth 
the Who's was that, that worth paying a trade a trade deadline premium to get for those 12 games 12 or, games or would you have been better off just waiting until next season to do or the the off season to do it yeah because wait where is he on here he has one point in three games and you know what like he's been good defensively i i have he's clearly a very good player yeah he had a bad night tonight he had a I... very bad night tonight but yeah <laughs> that but i again i think that was true of a lot of players um and it's clear that there's a lot of talent. He's clearly a very good player. It's just a matter of, again, making the most prudent decision and making choices that are with and not just making snap decisions uh, when you're a team that's at the time when they traded for him fifth last in the NHL. This team has no idea of when to quit, I think. And it's hard to kind of quit when you have... Elias Patterson, JT Miller, Quinn Hughes, Andre Kuzmenko, Brock Besser, etc. But at the at Thatcher Demko, um, at the same time, Tyler Myers, um, <laughs> yeah. At the there's... same time, stop, just stop. <laughs> yeah, again, and and as we and you know we come full circle to the whole you know don't play don't play your guys 20, 25 minutes a night in games that yes. don't benefit anybody. <laughs> okay, um. A little note, Dakota Joshua on the first line. Do you think that sticks around? Again, at this point, why not? <laughs> Go for it. Try stuff. Like I don't. I again, that's what this this la these last few games should be for is trying some stuff that you would, of course, if you're in a playoff hunt, you would never try in a million years because you have to you have to have that set idea of okay, this is a this is a this guy's gonna play. Uh, first, this guy's a first liner. This guy's a second liner. This is the time of year to try something, some weird stuff, and to try and to, because you never know what might bear fruit into something long term, into something great long term. So Dakota Joshua on the first line, if he looks good there, you might be able to use that down the line. That's the kind of weird thinking that the Canucks should be going for, and the, that they should be trying to put some time into letting guys like um uh Aiden McDonough for example is a great example of I don't know why like I know people were asking specifically about why is Kravtsov Vitaly Kravtsov playing over McDonough I was thinking to myself like why not both play both yeah. of them there's, take, there's take really rest Elias Patterson Re uh, maybe not may well you know what okay, wait okay, with Patterson okay, okay. with Patterson wait until wait until he hits 100 first then we oh, can yeah, talk right. about Miller we rest Miller rest it. Miller yeah, maybe rest some one of those one of the one of the top six guys, or maybe even just rest one of the the AHL guys who's probably going to get sent down for, before the playoffs. You know, send one, give one of those guys a night off, play some of the younger kids, and give them opportunities to to play more regularly. That because that's kind of what you should be using again. That's exactly what you should be using this time for is giving the guys who might not otherwise get that opportunity in the in the stretch drive to the playoffs a chance to show that maybe they can be useful at that point yes and then also uh jack rathbone got sent back to abbotsford today so yep. that's another that's another, that's another hit guy. on the uh defense core considering you know we talked about this the quinn hughes average time on ice jesus um yeah, yeah. Um, i mean yeah breezebois also looked pretty pretty uh lousy tonight it was not, not a great. good game for, but, for for the breeze ball but talk it talk it likes him talk it likes him so 
Yeah, I mean, and that that's one of the ones that it's a little less egregious for me because it's yeah. a case of again, this guy's probably not going to be on your on your on your NHL team next year. You might as well give him as many minutes as he you can give him on at the the NHL level. Like, go for it. Um, but yeah, I I I I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from Rath like uh of Rathbone playing in NHL games, especially because he looked very good in the mm-hmm. games that he was playing. He looked great. Yes, that is very true. I mean, also to try and, I get, uh, to try and help Appesford as well, because it took them, like, six games to clinch a playoff spot, even though they were one point out the entire time. So, I, yeah, yeah that was, that was a fun era of just every day just getting a tweet, um, Oh, Abbotsford, if this happens tonight, we clinch a playoff spot, and then you'd get it the next game, and then the next game, and yeah. Um, is Breeze one of the Canucks' Justin Hall? Oh, no, oh my. I don't no. know. I, I do not no. know enough about Justin Hall to, oh. to say otherwise. We don't want that to happen. Uh, yeah, that is, that would, what, what, so, okay, what's the, what's the Justin Hall problem? What's that? He's just, like, always in the lineup when he probably shouldn't be. Oh no! Yeah. I was if if, the, if this were okay. If this were the first forty games of the season and Breezeball was playing every single night, then yes, he would be. Right now, nah, you're nah. fine. Yeah, you're fine. It's it's totally fine for him to be playing this much right now. It's one of those. Well, it was the Luke Shen thing to a degree where Luke Shen was playing top four minutes, playing with Quinn Hughes all the time, and it was fine in a pinch. But it was one of those those situations where it was clearly okay. If you've built your team properly, uh, Luke Shen should not be playing with Quinn Hughes that regularly. He should, frankly, not be playing every single eighty-two games a year. Yeah, and that yeah. was, and that was like that was the that's where the the problem set, and that and hopefully that will be addressed over time, and they'll fix that over time. He's becoming the next uh, Morgan Riley of just never having an actual defensive partner. Uh, I'm. I mean, I or mean, they keep trading them away because there was keep... Tanev gone, Shen gone. Um, now Hironic potentially could be it, but we don't know because there hasn't been them together enough. And and he only has one more year of controllable, uh, of control of of team controlled, uh, uh, play before he can go to become an RFA. So you never know. <laughs> oh. Well, yeah, it's cost controlled. I should say one more year of of team cost control. Yes. Uh, after next year, because uh, I mean, he could sign an offer sheet, but also he'll, you know, he can command because he can command a lot more in the market at the very least whenever he signs again. Yes, makes sense. Okay. Um, before we end tonight, I just wanted to ask. So the Canucks do a fan vote for their uh, team awards every year. Okay. And the four awards, I'm going to read them out. Most valuable, the Cyclone Taylor Trophy, Most Valuable Player, Walter Babe Pratt Trophy for Best Defenseman, Pavel Burry Award for Most Exciting Player, and Fred J. Hume Award for Unsung Hero. Last year, MVP went to Thatcher Demko, self-explanatory. Best Defenseman, Quinn Hughes, self-explanatory. Most Exciting Player was JT Miller. Last year, self-explanatory. Um, unsung yeah. Hero was Luke Shen. <laughs> Um, who do you think that was that was a good choice? I mean, yeah, that's who I voted for. So um I think I did too. Who do you think gets MVP this year? I mean, it has to be Pedersen. Yeah. It 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 yeah. straight up has to be Pedersen. I know 
there's probably going to be a little bit of a of a of a push to make it Kuzmenko because he's fun because recency he's a fun bias, guy. but that but and that, a recency bias and b that's what the exciting player trophy is for. Yes. So I would it's it, the MVP is clearly Elias Pettersson. Any you know the last couple of years I have really pushed hard for Demko because of how much he was bailing them out year after year. But this year, obviously he didn't play nearly as much and he was injured and didn't look very good for the beginning of the year. So yes. this is Pedersen's year to win MVP. Finally, this is, this is, this is, he had, a, he had a, he, any other choice in him would be the wrong choice. It is like, <laughs> just to give you an idea. He is 20 points ahead of the second best score. Yes. The second highest score on the team, which is JT Miller. You can't not give it to, to Pedersen. And also future captain. Um, and also future captain Elias Pettersson. There you potentially. go. Potentially. Uh, there yeah. seems to be some some divide between that and there's, the probable best defenseman vote in Quinn Hughes. Yeah, there's... Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think OEL had his moments. Um, <laughs> give it to Breeze Ball. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's uh, kicking a guy while he's down. I shouldn't do that. Um <laughs> Give it to yeah. Give it to Breezebois. Give it to uh. Give it to to Ethan to Ethan Bear. Uh, Ethan sure. Bear, who who did who did fine for what he's done. Uh, for what he's Could what put he to is. Travis Dermott, who's played eleven games this year. Oh, poor Travis Dermott. <sighs> I miss. Him. I I honestly it honestly I, I forgot he was part of the team until you just said him. <laughs> I forget <laughs> OEL's part of the team because sometimes I find that easier to go about my day. That, that's um, a that is unfortunately a much a much uh, a much nice and much easier way to to live life is forgetting that contract is there. <laughs> forgetting just like why do we have you know an extra eight million we have to dedicate to who's this guy? Oh right, him. Um, I, I also do yeah, think the reason I Quinn could Hughes. Spend, uh, Sorry, go ahead. I, Oh, I, I could spend it. I could spend ages talking about. Okay, this is what you need to do with with OEL's contract per se. I, like, there's, yeah. I think the you reason Quinn Hughes. Yeah, I think the reason Quinn Hughes is playing so many minutes is because OEL's out, though, too. So that is a but point. That shouldn't be the. That, that shouldn't be, be the. That shouldn't point. be the case. That shouldn't be the OEL case. Shouldn't, yeah. The shouldn't be the case, obviously. Because frankly, the defenses look better without him. Yes. <laughs> I honestly would take Brisebois over OEL at this point. This team is indefensible. Which is not good when you're paying a guy seven million. Yeah. <laughs> um. Most exciting player is obviously gonna be Kuzmenko, considering he beat the guy who the award is named after. He beat his record for most goals in a rookie yeah. season. So, for sure, I think I think a case you know, could have been made that it's Pedersen too, to a yeah. degree. I think that that argument is there for sure. But in terms of like, but again, the most exciting player is more, is more accurately the fan favorite award, I would say, or yeah, at least the, because they're, they're the unsung hero is cult favorite. And then, fa and, and then, uh, and then, yeah, most exciting is fan favorite is just general fan favorite. Yes. Um, yeah, I think Kuzmenko, I think it's gotta be Kuzmenko. Who do you think is the unsung hero? I want to hear your okay. picks before I say mine. Okay. I, you know, there's, there have been some really great key performances from some guys who, you know, you might forget is, are part of the team uh, or are just, you know, haven't been here for the entire season, either for due to injuries or circumstances. But clearly there is one player who really gave the Canucks his all this year and has 
and pushed to his limits and did everything he possibly could, which is why I would give the Unsung Hero Award to Bo Horvat for scoring God near 40 goals. Damn it. For scoring 40 goals and then getting and then netting the Canucks a uh, Anthony Bovillier, Aturatu, and a first and a conditional first. I, yeah, it's it, unsung here. I don't think you can vote for him officially in the award, but that honestly, that would be if if there was a write in option, which obviously there can't be for something yeah. like this. I would. How much do you want to bet that's it would it would not take Canucks fans long to go? Yes, let's vote for Bo Horvat just to make them just to make them give it to him. That would be so funny. They like honor it when the Islanders come here next year. <laughs> it's like our 2022-23 unsung hero award winner Bo Horvat. <laughs> and he's just like, it's just like God. I do. Uh, I, I, he's, he's just like, oh, I don't want this. Um, yeah, answer here yeah. for this year. It's gonna be difficult, I think. I have okay. four choices okay. that I think uh, could either now, happen. Please give us a real, a real option. Now that I've not given one, Bo Horvat. I, who knows? It could still happen if they let you write it in, like when people were trying to vote Colin Delia into the All Star game. Oh, that was beautiful. That was Absolutely, so I was, I was, I was a hundred percent. Trying oh, yeah, to I voted charge for on that with yeah. on getting Colin Dealey in there, and they didn't give it to him. Those monsters. Who, who cares about Stuart Skinner anyway? Yeah, a stupid mustache, and he isn't even he isn't even the bona fide number one on his own team. Like, come yeah. on, Colin Delia played thirty games in a row or something God. along those lines. We're, we're turning our third stringers into Jacob Markstrom. Yep, yep. It's that's 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 the Canuck way. Yeah. Uh, okay. Unsung hero. Yeah. Ethan Bear, I think, could happen. Okay. As a cult you said it's cult favorite, so I could a little see bit, that yeah. happening, yeah. Um I could see Sheldon Dries, I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Sheldon Dries is a good is a good choice. Sheldon Dries. Dakota Joshua. Dakota oh, Dakota Joshua's awesome. I love watching Dakota Joshua. Um, I feel like Niels Oman could probably squeeze in there too. Um, but also my number one, Phil DiGiuseppe. Oh, that's Boom. a good one. I my Boom. one, yeah. Giuseppe would be a very good pick. I do wonder about if he's played enough because how many games has he played this year? Oh, oh he's played twenty one. He's played uh, twenty one. Like that's a, you know, there's a like I think there's a yeah. There's an argument to be made that it could be. There's an Giuseppe. argument to be made. Um, I think yeah. I'm gonna I think I'm the, gonna start a I, fan campaign. Giuseppe for unsung hero. I think if I were to give a legitimate answer like it, rather than Bohorvat, honestly it probably would be anthony bovillier all uh, right him <laughs> who is that who has been good who has been quite good in the game he, has, he, he, he wasn't on the first line tonight so he just completely slipped my mind um yeah there you go i mean yeah again it was one of those i that's uh, we could we there that there's time for that later my concern about what happens if you take bovillier off a line that doesn't have elias Pettersson. what what will happen yeah. to his scoring output that that's a that's a that's a topic for another day it might turn into but, what Bo Horvat's scoring has become. Yeah, I mean, I mean, but Bo Horvat's playing the most on his team and uh, is playing like the most minutes and just is having the worst puck luck, I think, is the, is the issue. Yeah. Plus, he's pushed them to the playoffs without Matt Barzell. You can't really you can't really complain. I don't think Islanders fans are complaining about Bo Horvat right now. They they shouldn't be, but they probably they, they are. Really, I have seen they, people complain, but yeah, but that's 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 Long Island. That's just Long Island. <laughs> It is 
they what else do they have going for them? Hey, whoa. Horvat's not scoring over here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We did I not did mean that. to offend anybody from Long Island, even though we probably did mean to. Anyway, uh <laughs> thank you for joining me, Lachlan. Yeah, no that by any time. <laughs> On that note, we're ending the show. Uh, Canucks lost 6-5 in overtime to the St. Louis Blues. Dakota Joshua's a first-liner now. Stay safe. Good night, everybody. Good night. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.